It's the day after Christmas, Monday, December 26th. You're tuned into episode 40, the big four zero of the Teddy Roosevelt Show. We've got six days left until 2023. A ton of topics on the docket today. Um, the omnibus bill. Zelensky wore a Walmart sweatshirt to give a speech to Congress. Um, first, we're going to talk about the what just happened this weekend, last couple of days. We got some geoengineering, too. Um, but what happened uh, this weekend with Winter Storm Elliott here in Texas was a combination of three of the major focuses of the Substack that was launched in March of this year. You had the wind turbines, the transition to green energy. You had Bitcoin, and you have... Um, geoengineering in the cold. So what's going on right now? We had Winter Storm Elliott, the bomb cyclone, and it was remarkable. Um, Deep, deep cold snap everywhere, like record-breaking temperatures, coldest temperatures that we've had in Texas since snowpocalypse 2021 when they thought the power was going to, or when the power did go out. So when the power did go out, obviously they weren't able to determine how much power was actually being used because so many people were knocked off the grid. So ERCOT, um, I'm sure you guys have heard, ERCOT, they are in charge of the majority of um, Texas residential energy customers. They predicted going into this winter that uh, the maximum would be 67 gigawatts needed uh needed you know no matter how cold it got 67 gigawatts was going to be the max that they hit they were dramatically off um friday it hit 74 um i'm i'm sorry gigawatts they predicted 60 you know 67,000 megawatts so 1000 megawatts equals 1 gigawatt and if we want to take it further 1000 megawatts equals 1 gigawatt And one gigawatt equals 750,000 homes worth of electricity. So ERCOT said 67 gigawatts would be the max for for, uh, winter. Friday hit 74 gigawatts. They were wildly off. I think, you know, at at one point they had said in the day it was going to be 64. It was 74. They were off by almost 10,000 gigawatts. An enormous... An enormous amount, you know, and and last week they announced Texas just hit 30 million people. And uh, some people were like, well, it's because all these people moved to Texas. Um, One thing they never mentioned was all the Bitcoin miners that that have moved to Texas. This is is serious uh, uh, stuff, folks. So where do these, you know, 7, 8, 10 gigawatts you know, 8,000 megawatts, where did that all come from? What, where, where did the extra demand come from? Well, let's connect the dots. And who's going who's gonna to call them out and say anything? So uh, remember, Greg Abbott invited them all here. So in April 2022, ERCOT said Bitcoin miners had um, applied to use 17 gigawatts worth of electricity. 17, that, that's who applied. By July, they said it was 27 gigawatts. By August, 
It said 30, they go, Bitcoin miners have applied to draw 33 gigawatts from the grid. This is Bloomberg. I'll have a link to it um, on the Substack. Again, teddybroosevelt.substack.com. You can stream this podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, all fine streaming services everywhere. So uh, the Philippines' fastest growing news podcast is going to have this. On the Substack, Texas crypto mining rush may need as much power as entire state of New York. So this is August 2022 Bloomberg reports, ERCOT said, Bitcoin miners need 33 gigs. That's what they applied for. Now, and keep in mind, 90% of the crypto being mined in Texas is Bitcoin. So this is all for Bitcoin miners. Um, ERCOT says right now they have two gigawatt capacity for Bitcoin miners and two gigawatts coming on board. So they've applied for 33 gigawatts in August and ERCOT says they've approved two gigawatts. Gee, I mean, Bitcoin people are notorious for being scammers liars, rug pullers, doing stuff under the cover. They've been kicked out of several countries. They were kicked out of upstate New York. Gee, do you think anyone's just running the Bitcoin mine without telling ERCOT, without applying? So I, I, I guarantee there's people in the, the you know, professors at Texas A&M calling Bitcoin miners the tapeworm of ERCOT, and they go, such a big company, uh, or Bitcoin is such a big component that ERCOT will have to prioritize them over the residential people. So you've already seen bigger electric bills. People already got skyrocketing electric bills. And meanwhile, ERCOT is paying the miners to shut off. It turns out it's twice as lucrative give you an example, Riot Blockchain, they have a huge uh, uh, data center here in Central Texas. ERCOT has a peak demand um, uh, entitlement program. So what they did um, in July, Riot Blockchain made $5.6 million mining Bitcoin. They got paid from ERCOT to shut everything down, $9.5 million. So meanwhile, everyone else is getting huge sky-high electric bills. These guys are pushing the grid to the limit, and then they want congratulations for shutting down. So I think there's only like seven large-scale industrial um, Bitcoin miners that have officially been improved. One of them just filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, core scientific. Um, That's a big story. Um. So Core Scientific, um, you know, they literally, their stock is at like 55 cents. They lost 98% of their value. One of their largest miners of crypto um, just incurred massive losses, and they have locations in Georgia, Kentucky, North Dakota, and North Carolina. So their value went from $4.3 billion in July 2021 to $78 million. On Wednesday, 98%. So the electric is going up. 
the price of a Bitcoin um, um, to, to obtain one is, is it's, it's hovering around 16000 So what you have right now in Texas, I guarantee, is you have the official, you know, the, the, the people who've registered with their cop, Riot um, blockchain, Core Scientific, and there's a lot of rogue renegade. I guarantee Texas is a massive state. A lot of these are located way out west. Um, you you could you could hide it pretty good with a sizable operation. And uh, I, I I just wonder how how many Bitcoin miners or or the guys who are legal and then are they doing some illegally somewhere else just trying to get it done. Because you have to keep in mind, the number of Bitcoins is finite, and this is all going into the grid. And we're going to talk about Zelensky's speech, the omnibus bill, all that stuff. But we're leading off with this because it just it just almost happened. The grid, I mean, j- just going back to this, the grid um, on, on the Christmas Eve Eve, the day before Christmas Eve, December 23rd at... 8 o'clock central. I'm looking at it right now. They have on the ERCOT dashboard a mix, the fuel mix. So the sun goes down at 5.30. Solar was 0%. Wind out of the fuel mix, you know, you had natural gas, 74%. Coal, 15 Nuclear, 8 Wind was 3.9%. 2,628 megawatts. So the sun goes down. It's super cold. It was like wind chill, four degrees. I think the raw temperature was eleven degrees. Sun goes down early into in the winter, like it always does. It's the solstice. It just happened, so it's twelve and twelve, twelve hours. Right, it's close to it. Wind was three point nine percent. So ninety six percent of the grid was powered by. Other things, hydro was zero. You know, the power storage was 0.4. It was all natural gas, coal, and nuclear, or else the Texas grid would have went down. These jabronis, um, Greg Abbott and Ted Cruz, counting them. You look at Sam Bankman Freud. I mean, that's an. Uh, this news cycle is crazy. I mean, all the stuff that just happened since a couple of days ago. Two hundred fifty dollar million dollar bail, and he's out. 250 million. All these people are like, oh, how could he have 250 million? Dude, bail is always 10% of what they set the bail for. You you can get a bail bondsman or whatever. You have to put up 10% of the money. You don't have to pay all of it. You only have to put up 10%. That's just standard. But 25 million bucks is a lot. He claimed he had 900,000 bucks in a credit card or 90,000, maybe. Maybe 900. I think it was 90. So why is he chilling in the lounge at JFK airport and people are taking photos of him and posting him on Twitter. And then he's chilling at his parents' house right now. Well, the bank man frauds put up their house. I don't understand how this works. Their house was worth like 5 million bucks, Palo Alto. I think it's because if he leaves and they put the house up and they had to put 25 million bucks, they go to jail. They're supposed to. But why are they all sitting there scot-free like nothing ever happened and he just pulled the biggest swindle ever? Because they paid 
all the politicians, they greased the skids. This dude, dude, with the illegal money, maybe it was George Soros. It was, it was up there with Soros, but he was the number two guy. Over $100 million, had pledged a billion, $1 billion for the next ones. So that's why he's sitting at home. So why isn't anyone calling out these Bitcoin miners? Why isn't anyone calling out ERCOT? Because Abbott and Cruz and these guys, these crypto guys have one thing. They don't have ethics. They don't have morals. They're lying pieces of shit, but they do have a ton of money. They did um, to pay off Abbott and uh, it, just like SBF, they, they gave them a ton of money because all the cheap electric was here. Abbott and Cruz, I guarantee you, are not the most tech savvy dudes in the world. And they just saw money and opportunity and Texas is a leader and we can do more. It, it was the dumbest thing to roll out the red carpet for these people who they just suck, suck, suck like the tapeworm of ERCOT, like they called them, this guy. And they're trying to say, oh, it's because Texas had 30 million people. No, I, it's it's <clears throat> because the grid is having this unnecessary huge loan on it. They just said they're and they're trying to take credit. Oh, all these um industrial Bitcoin miners shut down voluntarily those two days. It's again, it's voluntary. They don't have to. Um it's half as cheap like if the, a lot of times they'll open up the freaking um half their half their bill is just keeping these things cold in the summer running fans. So if it's a cool day, like in the fifties today, they'll open up the doors. That's why a lot of them have like warehouse doors. So they'll open up the doors to cool it down. Anyways, they said a third of the Bitcoin hashtag mining rate dropped like December 23rd when, d- during the super cold nights. I think it was the 22nd, 23rd of December. So what is a third of the world's Bitcoin? They're going, hey, there's other states that were, you know, everyone, everywhere was negative. Okay, but all the big players are in Texas. So regardless is, you know, how many of it, it did the grid go down for them or whatever? But I guarantee um, a, a lot of them didn't shut down because it's cheaper to run it when it's cooler. Um, it's all voluntary, and now they want credit even though they're pushing they, – they, their participation pushed the grid this far up to like 74 gigawatts because if they applied for 33 gigawatts by August – think about it, 17 in April, 27 gigs in July, and then 33 in August. Gee, how many people are going to wait around when you consider – no more than 21 million Bitcoins can ever exist. And Bitcoin miners have already extracted 19.2 million. That's the big picture thing that's going on here right now is there's only 1.75 million Bitcoins left to be mined. If you don't know how it works, yes, there can only be 21 million. They've already extracted 19.2. So there's only 1.75 million left. So there's like... And, 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 you know, and the price is low. So all around the world, um, there's, there's 900 new Bitcoins being, being minted generally approximately per day. So 91.6% of all Bitcoin that's ever been issued has been mined. 
And then the number of Bitcoin available for mining halves every four years. So I think it's by 2040, all of this Bitcoin will be mined. Does Abbott know that? They're, they're rolling out the red carpet and giving these guys all this, you know, these, these incentives on the grid and paying them back. This industry is going to, by definition, is going to be dead in 15 years. It has about the life expectancy of a wind turbine. So that's my big question is the grid was taxed. They're literally issuing. And here's the funny thing is there, you know, the wind, the the day before it was like wind is 33% of the, of the energy thing. Yeah. I just looked like wind yesterday combined with solar was again, like five, six, 7% combined. Then tomorrow wind picks up dramatically. There's a warm front coming in. And all of a sudden, wind produces like 33 megawatts or uh, gigawatts of of electricity, 33,000 megawatts. So it's just super unreliable. You cannot count on it. That that that's that's exactly what's going on in Europe um, with their energy crisis. Like they transitioned to all this stuff. It it wasn't windy in Germany. For a couple of weeks, it was unseasonably unwindy, and so they had to fire up the coal plants. They had to fire up the coal plants. So it, it is this. This is what this uh, the whole um, our our grid was dangerously close to being shut down because of the transition to solar and wind. I mean, think about what they want to do is transition over to this green new energy thing without having a plan in place to replace every single gigawatt megawatt. Um, keep in mind, there's nowhere to store it. There is no battery um, that's really been developed to store all this excess stuff. That's why the Bitcoin miners are going out to West Texas. Oh, see like tomorrow when the wind is blowing a 33 megawatts rather than, or gigawatts rather than waste all this electricity, you know, um, um, you know, because we don't have anywhere to store it. Well, we'll just come here and suck it up. But the thing is, when the wind isn't blowing, they're still sucking up electricity, and that's where it starts getting dangerous. I mean, you can see what's going on right now with Europe. And speaking of Europe, it's a great transition to the 1.7 trillion dollar spending bill, where. Ukraine got $45 billion. I mean, there is Jordan, Egypt, all these countries in the Middle East got border security money. I want to say $450 million. We had occupied... <laughs> I mean, uh, Ukraine, they came in and then... I, I, I just, I still can't believe his outfit. I mean, he literally wore just this green... Uh, it looked like a Walmart sweatshirt, to be honest, Zelensky. His voice is super grating, too. I mean, the rudeness of this asshole, seriously, like, um, no matter how much you give us that we're asking, it's still not going to be enough. We've already given them, I think it's double Russia's defense budget, double Russia's defense budget. We've given them uh, $45 billion bucks in this uh, omnibus, uh, Pelosi-Schumer omnibus spending bill. 110 billion in total in 310 days. 
So it started, what, last February? It's been $110 billion. That's $2 billion bucks for all 50 states, plus $10 billion left over. This spending bill, 4,155 pages. The Bible, a standard, you know, King James Bible, going to a church, standard church, pull out the Bible, is 1,200 pages. So this thing is triple the Bible. You know, the Old Testament's 993 pages. New Testament's 288. This thing's 4,155. So it's impossible to to read. They wanted to throw it through um, right at Christmas. Do you know they're still under this COVID emergency uh, thing where they have proxy voting? They still have an end to this thing. So because of COVID, you could have, if you have to, you know, if you test a positive or someone you know and you have to isolate for a couple days, oh, how convenient. So 207 people in Congress weren't even there to vote on it. They had a proxy, somebody to go there and, 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 and give them their vote. So just the timing of it right before they're the you know they're going to lose the you know the majority it, um in in the house they push this thing through 1.7 trillion uh bucks and there's so much like pork and there's always been pork but some of the stuff I mean with the 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 border you have a, a former border patrol commissioner. He he said, you know, the bill specifically says money cannot be spent to secure the border. It's 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 for it's it's for processing people, and you know, it's just they're opening the border. Um, there's 18 Republicans in the Senate and nine in the House that passed this thing. The Mitt Romney rhinos of the world passed this thing. Um, I mean, it, it, they've given more aid to Ukraine than the American middle class. That's that's really the the sad thing. Um, Ron Paul, you know, the quote: "The USA has given Ukraine two times the entire military budget of Russia." And the worst part: zero transparency, zero accountability, zero. Here's where your money is being spent. I mean, Zelensky, the attitude he gave out, that little rat, that little weasel, he he just gave the attitude of, I'm not grateful. You know, you need to give more. And the fact that he was echoing Winston Churchill, first of all, let's, 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 let's examine that. They're trying to say, oh, it was like a Churchillian. Why? They said Churchill because they're the only two foreign leaders to, to, to speak in Congress like that. Um, to to address a thing of con- a Congress that was a sneak attack too. It's not like, hey, Zelensky's coming next week. No, because it had to be top secret, and they were worried about him getting on the train. All of a sudden, it was, hey, guess what? Zelensky's coming to D.C. in like twelve hours. All of a sudden, it's a pops up on the news because it was a a secret covert thing, and it it was it was. It was bizarre how he didn't change. You know, he went from a train to the plane. He wasn't going to put a suit on or something a little bit more presentable. He's acting like he just came from the front lines that was only 50 miles away. And they were fighting. He didn't have a little, any any speck of lint on that sweatshirt, though. It looked brand new. Um, but, but weird. And then some people were saying, oh, here's Winston Churchill 
um, when he arrived at the White House. Yeah, he was literally in the freaking war in 1941, I want to say, and and literally flew over like in the freaking Air Force, however he got over there, the Royal Air Force, like flying him across the ocean. Yeah, it was like through through battlefields. He changed. When he went to address Congress, he changed. Now, here's the circumstances. It was, you know, Germany um, was bombing London, the Blitzkrieg. They're bombing them every night. And three weeks before, two weeks before, so it was right around Christmas when Churchill was there, it was December 7th that Pearl Harbor happened. So Zelensky's trying to use the Battle of Saratoga, um, the Battle of the Bulge, and starting to say, hey, if you don't give us all this money, well, you're going you're gonna to be next. This is just going to be turned into a worldwide thing. So if you don't stop it here, it's just going to spread. That's a little different from <laughs> what was going on in World War II. I mean, literally, it was World War II when Churchill was there. Everyone was involved. So this is more like a, a money laundering, totally corrupt proxy war where we've just given them $110 billion bucks, And it's been um, – there, there, there's just no accountability, no transparency, even what's going on, the progress – you know, at first we heard, oh, Russia's going to win instantaneously, then Ukraine are heroes, then Russia's going to run out of bullets, then, you know, wasn't Putin humiliated like four or five different times, and now it just keeps dragging on and dragging on, so we're giving them even more money, weaponry, it's just ridiculous, no one wants to do this, no average American wants to keep doing this, um, NATO's a total disaster, and no one else is pitching in. Um, they have their own problems, and and we do too, with the with the energy crisis and the and the bills. I saw Germany right now because of the Russian um, gas situation and 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 the Nord Stream shutting down, Gazprom, and and uh, they it, it would literally be impossible for businesses and. Um, uh, and humans to keep the uh, keep the heat on. So, seven percent of their GDP, seven percent of their GDP, they have given out or allocated um, for subsidies for to help people pay their electric bills because that's how high it would be. Imagine if your electric bill went from like one hundred and fifty bucks a month to eight hundred dollars a month. Like all of a sudden, it was like your rent. And no one's paying eight fifty in rent, probably a thousand. But anyways, on that type of scale, so you could imagine people on fixed income. If you have a storm like we just had, where it's negative two degrees and the heat's not on, people are freezing to death. They're dying. Like in Buffalo, like I think thirty five people, twenty seven people. I mean, Mother Nature's no joke. You you really get to appreciate. Um, I enjoyed being outside when it went from 50 to 17 degrees. I thought it was awesome. Um, super quick, dropping super soon. A lot of people are wondering, is it geoengineering? There's a lot of freaky stuff going on right now. I mean, people don't think geoengineering goes on. 
every ski resort does it. A lot of ski resorts like Tahoe, any of the major ones, they're seeding clouds. They're shooting sodium um, oxide into the clouds. A lot of people who are in charge of water out west of uh, as far as the reservoirs, they are actively doing it. In Pakistan, when the they just had a coup d'etat with the government... And people start massing outside. There's protests. People are super pissed. Bam, monsoon floods like every day, 2.7 times the normal amount of rain. And it's pretty consistent there. And it's usually pretty rainy. Like they have a rainy season, July to whatever. This year, the rainy season started in early June, right when the protest started. And you see, dude, Saudi Arabia, all these places, um, uh, Qatar, dude, they are seeding clouds. Um, if you go back to teddyroosevelt.substack.com and do a search for geoengineering, I'm going to do the top 10 articles of 2022 um, because there's been a lot that we predicted and, and, and got right. And these Bitcoin mining assholes, that was two of the ones that we got right. And and the transition, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to just figure out. They want to transition from a carbon-based society into the green new nightmare way quicker than the technology exists. Now, here's an interesting fact. Um, with everyone driving around, I think 100 million Americans drove. And now you have California required, what, by 2030, you have to have an electric car. Oregon just followed suit or any new cars that have to be sold. You can still buy a used car or whatever, but all new cars from that point on have to be electric. So a lot of people think of California, you know, beach, summer. No, it's like Tahoe and the north part of north of, of California. They get snow. It's mountains. Um, and, and certainly out by Yosemite, I mean, they get snowed in. You can't go to Yosemite in the winter because you can't access the roads. There's too much snow um, all throughout the Sierra Nevada. So a Tesla in, I saw if it was like at freezing temperatures, if the range is 237 miles under normal condition, under if it goes below freezing, 32 degrees, the range is like 120 miles. It cuts an average 137. It's it's a dramatic drop, and with each temperature drop, like if it's 10 degrees, there's no electric car that's going um, 100 miles when it's 10 degrees. Okay, so imagine it's cold, but the roads are still fine, and you ha- you're gonna go. Um, to your parents' house. You're going to go to your son's or daughter's house. You're going to go to your uncle's, grandparents, whoever you're going to. And it's 10 degrees. And you have an electric car. Well, you can only go unless you want to risk it because you definitely, that's a life-threatening situation if you get, if you run out of juice in the in the snow. So now you're gambling you know, they just did a study in San Francisco. Only one out of four um, electric chargers that they went to worked. Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, one out of four were broke. Maybe it was closer to one out of three. It was like 30%. And so 
you're gambling. You're playing Russian roulette with your with your life almost with this electric vehicle. You you're such a tree hugger that you're gonna put your family. Imagine you're driving with like a five year old and a two year old, or your wife had just had a baby, and you're driving a Prius or whatever, and it's ten degrees. Well, it says at the max in that temperature you can go like 130 miles, and it's like 150 miles there, and it's the holidays. It's Christmas. Everyone's driving. And there's only two charging stations on the way. Well, if the first one doesn't work, you might have to turn around. There's no way you can get there if the first one doesn't work. Because then you're taking a, uh, you're putting your life at risk, literally, to go to the second one. Because if the second one doesn't work, then you don't have enough um, electric to either get to your destination or get back to your house. So, I mean, who who wants the uncertainty? Like, you never get to the gas station very rarely, and there's no gas. I mean, it, it would be a gas station-specific issue. There's never, you know, hey, there's no gas anywhere. It might be expensive more than you're paying, but... No, the electric, dude, you're literally putting your life at risk if you go out in these conditions. No one talks about that. And there was just an article in the Wall Street Journal about the... I think it's the CEO of Toyota saying it's like no one in the industry, everyone's talking about it behind closed doors, and there's all these incentives and demands for them to to make um you know to to make um electric vehicles, but they're all whispering behind the scenes like, dude, this technology, just the grid, the everything it and 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 how it it's not advanced enough to make it happen. Um I mean, if you're towing a boat, man, it's Christmas, you're going, you know, some places it's usually warm. You're towing a boat, and it's cold, 10 degrees, but then it's going to get up to, like, the 60s from Alabama to Florida. Dude, you can't go um, in the cold with a boat probably 80 miles, 70 miles. Where's that going to get you? And and even, at, let's just say you're going 300 miles, so you're going to stop and and fill up the whole thing, and what's it take, like... 20 minutes to an hour or so if it's if it's rapid come on it's just a joke and it almost seems like biden and all their policies it's it's all about creating as much suffering in the present to set up some far out utopia that will never be it 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 just simply isn't feasible the science isn't feasible the technology isn't feasible so what else do we want to get into? Um, you know, Twitter. How about the latest Twitter with, with the COVID um, situation? I mean, that's pretty crazy how they um, suspended Alex Berenson. I mean, they were literally saying the Biden administration, hey, we got to get him off. And you go to Alex Berenson's Substack. It's alexberenson.substack.com. You'll see that his pinned post is Pfizer board member Scott Gottlieb, the former FDA guy. So Alex Berenson was talking about this. When did he post that? October 13th. So this isn't totally new to me. I knew they were coming after him, but it's just the the relentlessness that they were going after doctors. Um, I mean, Dr. Martin Kaldorf, epidemiologist at Harvard Medical School, tweeted that um, 
You know, he goes, thinking that everyone must be vaccinated is as scientifically flawed as thinking that nobody should. COVID vaccines are important for older, high-risk people and their caretakers. Those with prior natural infection do not need it, nor children. Um, so for that, all of a sudden, this is a Harvard doctor, epidemiologist at Harvard Medical School, pretty reputable, worldwide reputation. Bam, all of a sudden, hey team, sending a heads up. Uh, we have to take action on this guy for violating the COVID misinformation policy. It was an expert opinion that also was in line with policies in a number of other countries and a number of other places. They go, hey, no more vaccines for anyone under 40. You don't need them. I think Switzerland or Sweden. But it was still deemed false information. So they slapped it with a misleading label. All replies and likes are shut off. They shadow banned it. You know, people couldn't share it. People couldn't see it. That's the whole uh, purpose of Twitter is, is, is you make a good point and it can go viral. People retweet, they reply, you can start a conversation. So what Twitter did, man, it, it is, it is, it is the murder. I mean, you want to talk about murder. They literally prevented any dissenting voices who were esteemed doctors, Jay Baracha at Stanford, this guy, Dr. Koldorf at, uh, Harvard, Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Peter McCullough, I mean, across the board, Dr. Naomi Wolf, she got suspended for saying, what was her tweet? Hey, there's a lot of, um, I'm hearing a lot of anecdotal stories, second stories of women who are having menstrual issues um, from the vaccine. I think someone should look into, this deserves a closer look. Just for saying that. For having concern, this is a, a doctor in women's studies who's written, and she was a lefty for a while, um, just for asking the questions, hey, I'm hearing about women having menstrual issues after the vaccine, this should be looked into. Bam, they kick her off. Dr. Robert Malone, so, or they're shadow banning or whatever. So how many people, it's like Matt Taibbi wrote, on Friday night and a couple things like, okay, this Twitter thing has just flipped my, my world upside down. Here's a little uh, overview of what I'm thinking. He goes, Matt Tybee goes, you know, for the past like decade or so, you know, there'd be a conversation in this, in the public sphere or on Twitter, social media he goes, he goes, and think about it. We're all getting our information from a increasingly from the phone. You know, you pull up Twitter and you see, and he goes, he goes, I thought I was going crazy for a little bit or just wondering what the hell was going on where people would react to something and it would be totally, um, you know, just like a really fringe opinion or, you know, he, he, he thought he was going crazy because it seemed like there was just unanimous agreement on, hey, we're with Ukraine, solidarity with Ukraine. You know, everyone should back Ukraine. Well, all those people in their bubbles, they literally are in a bubble because anyone who's saying, hey, this is ridiculous. Um, this is just going to be a, a money pit. Like, we don't have the the resources and Ukraine's one of the most corrupt countries ever. You know, if we're going to do it, let's make sure other countries pitch in. No, they, they you're you're just kicked off. 
And that's the crazy thing is Twitter, even with all the stuff coming out, the Twitter files, um, they were still kicking people off the platform who were criticizing Zelensky's speech during the speech. So I don't, does Elon know about it? Is he, I'm, I'm still not 100% convinced. I want to believe Elon Musk is this white knight who's coming in just to save the day. Well, I can tell you, he just, just, it makes you feel a hell of a lot better. It's like Matt, Matt Taibbi's sort of summary. It makes you feel a lot better to know you weren't going insane. There were a ton of other people that agreed with you or thought the same way. And they were simply, if they weren't outright suspended and kicked off the platform like Teddy Roosevelt, they were shadow banned, removed from trends, you know, they shutting off, you know, the, the likes. It happened to doctors or whatever. And, you know, how many people self-censored what they really thought was going on about COVID or the vaccines because they didn't want to be have that happen to them. So they just towed the line. Or, you know, how many people even want to stick their neck out there and be an Alex Berenson and be brave? Somebody used to write for the New York Times. They kicked him out. You know, why did they were they going after him? Look at his most recent posts on Substack. Urgent. Two new studies show mRNA jabbed people have a much higher risk of getting COVID than unvaccinated people. It's original antigenic sin. These two new studies from Indiana and Ohio you're twice as likely to get infected with Corona. I've read several studies over the little Christmas break here. You know, this study shows people who receive three or more shots are three times as likely to get infected as unvaccinated. So it's just a giant, you look like Pfizer lied, Albert Borla, oh, our vaccines are 100% safe and effective and prevent, you know, preventing covid He's still on. He's still on Twitter, that liar. Um, but, 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 but I'm not. So, it, it, you know, Alex Berenson, you look, these are all studies. Like, he was one of the only ones right now talking about the Grant Wall story, the soccer write, uh, writer who had the aneurysm during the game at the World Cup. Horrifying story. Dude, do a little research. Disturbing new evidence that mRNA shots can cause aneurysms. Um, there's an Australian doctor who got injured and says, here's the risks of, of, the, of the shot. Um, you know, it's funny. They, they, they're, another thing they wanted to pull was anything with, with 5G, with 5G wireless, that's like a, a new, oh, it's a conspiracy thing. No, if you go to the NIH PubMed website right now, the National Institute of Health, just do a DuckDuckGo search for NIH PubMed, or yeah, NIH PubMed. Do a search for 5G effects, health effects, 5G wireless health effects. I mean, it is stunning, um, they just said like the fact that they aren't even, the government's not even doing any studies on the radiation waves. And it's, it's been proven in these studies, like the radiation waves from all these antennas that are much more powerful, giving out all these, um, uh, microwaves, this radiation, do you think it's not going to have any impact on humans, so why aren't they going after 5G? Look who benefits the most. It is a 
giant surveillance thing. They can ping anyone's phone anywhere instantaneously. They're, you know, they're selling it on, oh, faster downloads, faster downloads in the future. No, it's, it's for surveillance. Um, you think Twitter or YouTube or Google or the tech giants want to get rid of it? Um, no, that's like allowing them to offer like bigger and robust and more powerful services. It's just going to make them better. So you, you know, you'll never hear a negative word about 5g on those platforms. Well, now that Elon's there, um, but the government wants it and, uh, and, and it's tracking, you know, if, if they, we have pandemic stuff and they, you have an app on your phone, it's like China, they use 5g like that. So you won't hear a negative word. You have to do your own research because I was like, ah, oh, what is 5G? Because I heard some people keep talking about it. Man, it is, an, it is a health nightmare. Like, I guarantee if you had a kid who grew up, you know, zero through five next to this uh, antenna, this these giant antennas versus a kid who didn't and lived out in the country and then ran their diagnostics and checked, like, their basic health metrics, dude, something's going to be weird. And don't take my word for it. You just, you just got to go to NIH PubMed. But as Matt Taibbi said, it all came out that it's the biggest 1984 creepy, you know, sort of a relief to just, to just, this was a conspiracy that oh, the deep state or the government is banning the discussion of covid and and the vaccines supposedly there's there's a lot more covid stuff that's coming out this week uh i think i saw elon said there's there's more covid stuff coming so everything that we thought was true about the censorship the shadow banning the deplatforming it's true you know, I saw even Igor Chudov got his account restored for Christmas. So I bet he put in a, 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 a request. It is time. I guarantee after I get off the show, I'm going to make a tasty beat. I hope everyone liked the beat I made last time. Getting back into the uh, into the swing of things now that I'm settled and, and going to try and have a routine. Going to try and set up a routine here for 2023. So, um what do we got here? 46 minutes. It is Monday, December 26, Boxing Day in England. Boxing Day is not when they unbox the presents. Boxing Day is the day they go shopping. It's like Black Friday in the UK. I did not know that until today. So what else? Episode 40, Teddy Roosevelt Show. It's hilarious how they were spinning the... We just have to call them climate conspiracists. Um, how they were spinning the storm locally in the news. It was, let's see, a huge Texas Tribune. You know, they were, you know, high demand is forecasted continued into Saturday while power supplied from the wind, which has been offering a significant boost during the blustery Arctic blast, will likely drop off. So... 74,000 megawatts Friday morning. That surpassed the record of 69,871 megawatts in 2021, the famous snowpocalypse story. 11 million people lost their power for several days. So they were off. Well, this just broke the record for winter by 4,000 
100 megawatts. Did that many people move to Texas in the last year? I, I, I highly doubt it. But I do know a lot of Bitcoin miners who use more energy than anyone else, any other industry, and provide absolutely zero value. They don't create hardly any jobs. You know, once you build it and set it up, it's pretty much done. So the demand forecast just wildly underestimated how much electricity they uh, they need. They said at one point it was 10,000 megawatts higher. You know, even on Thursday, they predicted Friday morning would be closer to 70. It was 74. So... Again, they've been wasting money paying Bitcoin miners to shut down. They paid them again. And then the Bitcoin miners on social media, oh, hey, we're patting ourselves on the back. Um, I saw the Texas Blockchain Council. You know, 90% of the industrial-scale Bitcoin miners shut down during the winter storm. Yet they were getting paid. It was twice as lucrative to shut down. So as the wind died, the demand was high, the wind died, Everyone's electric bill, the price um, just went through the roof again. And people are already getting sky-high ones. Austin Energy just announced they're raising their bill, doing two rate hikes in three months. And they're trying to blame the low gas pressure. You know, there, there, there's some gas pressure issues. There's a company called Atmos Energy. They said they had low gas pressure issues. They could cause heaters to go out, stoves not to light. Well... You know, the, it, the natural gas was supplying um, 70%, 75% of the of the grid. No one's, no one's talking about that. Um, natural gas, 73.4% of the grid, 48,800 megawatts. I'll have the screen grab up on the sub stack. So we're coming near, what, 50 minutes? And I'm going to have some Christmas beats. So I think we're going to wrap it up. I appreciate everyone tuning into the Blockbuster episode 4-0, Monday, December 26th. You can find all of the links to everything that I mentioned, teddybroosevelt.substack.com. You can stream this podcast, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, and Apple Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with episode 41 before the year is out. Y'all enjoy your Christmas tide. It's 12 days of Christmas, y'all. Um, don't just keep it to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. You could do Boxing Day today. Um, in the Christian calendar, it's only the second day of Christmas tide. So keep the Christmas vibes going all week through New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. 